Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we are grateful for your goodness. We thank you for gathering us together to feed us with your word. We thank you, Lord, for giving us revelation knowledge today. We thank you, Father, for speaking directly into our lives. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. Be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. This very day, we declare that in this place there is the liberty of the spirit in the name of Jesus everyone is free to express his new person in Christ in the name of Jesus there is understanding there is light there is illumination in the name of Jesus thank you Heavenly Father we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor we give you adoration in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Are you excited? Yeah. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Last week we began to look at the facts we have in Christ Jesus, the things that are settled for the man in Christ. Amen. We saw that the man in Christ is a new man. The man outside Christ is the old man. The man that was crucified with Christ was the old man. The man that was buried with Christ was the old man the man that was raised together with Christ is the new man amen, amen. and we understand that the life that used to be the life that was subject to sin the life that was subject to all the beggarly elements of this world has been done away with amen now we have a new life glory to God the cross of Jesus crossed out all the negatives. The cross of Jesus crossed out all the negatives. At the cross, there was a termination of the old man. So God had to recreate another man via the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So the resurrection of Jesus offers us the privilege to live the new life. The cross crucified the old man, crushed the old man, terminated the old man, so that a new species of man can come into existence. Amen? Amen. 
And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, If any man be in Christ, is what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. The truth is this. That which Jesus Christ has done for us has already taken effect. In other words, we have come into that which he's concluded for us. And I want us to wake up to this reality. I want us to wake up to the fact that Jesus Christ paid the full price for our redemption. And now we have total liberty. Let's all say total liberty. Say it again. Say total liberty. The man in Christ must be in the know of these facts. The man in Christ must be in the know of these facts. He must be abreast of the facts of redemption. He must embrace them. He must believe them. He must walk in the light of them. Because indeed, Jesus Christ our Lord offered unto us true liberty. True liberty. Let's all say true liberty. Say it again. Say true liberty. And God is facing out the era of lies. Amen. In the body of Christ, you see the body of Christ in Nigeria is um, moving from the level of just plain religion to the place of embracing the facts of redemption. Amen. Today, I want to share with you, you know the Lord said to go back to the basics, so I'm going to be going back to the rudiments of Christianity. Hallelujah. So that we can be well grounded, well rooted, well formed, well schooled, well reinforced. Hallelujah. Redemption. Let's all say redemption. Um, redemption, redemption, redemption. It's not a new word in the body of Christ. Many of us are used to it. We know what redemption is in a literal sense of it. But many of us have not come to terms with the depth and the weight of redemption. And by the grace of God today, I'm going to be bringing to you the understanding of redemption through the teaching anointing that the Lord has placed upon my life. And I'm going to be bringing to you the light of redemption so much that it will begin to shine in your life and everybody around you will see indeed that you have been bought with a price, you have been redeemed, and you have no part in corruption anymore. Can someone say amen to that? <clears throat> redemption. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. Let's look at it very quickly. I made an outline here so that I can teach it step by step. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. And then we form the big picture all together. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. Ephesians 1 and verse 7. I want us to read it out loud. Every one of us speak out the word of God. One, two, three, let's go. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Hallelujah. In whom. Now that talks about Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you back up a little bit and um, go to um, the fifth verse, please? And then we'll read from the fifth verse into the seventh. Thank you. Can we read? One, two, three, let's go. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved, 
in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace amen now the bible tells us that in christ we have what redemption in christ in whom we have redemption that means in christ jesus we have redemption now i want you to note this very carefully that we are not going to have redemption in christ it is not something we're expecting to happen it is not a, a hope it is not an expectation it is a reality let's all say it's a reality, it's a reality. say it again say it's a reality, it's a reality. amen for those who are students in Obafemiola University, you know that you are not hoping to gain admission into Obafemiola University. You are already there. You have your studentship. Amen? You are, you've been admitted. So you're not hoping to get it anymore. The same thing goes with redemption or for redemption. We have redemption already in Christ Jesus. Amen? I said amen. amen. So if you're here and you're born again, you're a child of God, you're in Christ Jesus, redemption is yours. Say with your mouth, say, I have, I have redemption, redemption in Christ Jesus. Christ. One more time, say, I have, I have redemption, redemption in Christ Jesus. Christ. Now, I'm not going to have, you're not going to have, you already have, I already have. Amen. I have, we have redemption in Christ Jesus. And then it says, we've got the, um, the forgiveness of sins. Let's not say forgiveness of sins. Now let me tell you this. Look up everybody. You must get this. You see, these are basics. You know, basic things that we need to understand and comprehend. You must understand it. Amen? In Christ Jesus, your sins have been forgiven. Please understand that. God is not holding your sins, your trespasses against you. Are you listening to me? In Christ Jesus, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, through his blood. Amen? And then, according to the riches of his grace, we have redemption. We have forgiveness of sins. So you see, if anybody comes to you now and tells you that God is angry with you and wants to punish you for your past sins that you've committed or you committed or your parents committed, or your great-great-grandparents committed, it's a lie. You see, it's a lie. Let's call it the name that it bears. It is a lie. You see, you cannot be in Christ and have your sins unforgiven. You cannot be in Christ and God is still going to be holding something against you. Because, you see, the blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Can someone say amen to that? It is not true that your fathers or your great-great-grandfathers did something wrong and then God is going to take it up with you or on you or over you. It's not true. You are not answerable to God for the sins of your great-grandfather. Even for the sins of Adam, you are not answerable to God for the sins of Adam in Christ Jesus. No. You are not answerable to God for the sins that you committed before you came into Christ. You are not even answerable to God for the sins you committed in Christ that you confessed to the Father. The blood of Jesus took care of those. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. The reason the church is not very much thankful the way we ought to is because 
a lot of us have not come to terms with what God has done for us. He's done so much for us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. So there is no devil under heaven that can talk through a false prophet and tell the false prophet to say, um, tell that lady that she's not going to marry in record time because the great-grandmother suffered young ladies and placed a spell on them. So God is going to take it up on her. You see, that's not true. Some, some people believe that trash. It's not true. Hello? It's not true. Wrap your arms around yourself. Say, God has forgiven me. Come on, say it with confidence. Say, God has forgiven me. Say it again. Say, God has forgiven me. For some young ladies, the devil comes to you and says to you, you will not conceive because of the things you've done. You remember you've committed abortions, you've wasted lives, precious lives. Now you're in Christ, you're born again, but God is still going to take it up because God is a just God. Amen. Yes, he's a just God. You see, God had to judge Jesus in your stead. That's the point. The justice of God was satisfied in that God placed your sins and iniquities and transgressions on Jesus and God doled out to him the required measurement of judgment that was due you so that you could be free. Hallelujah. So you see, God is not going to take it up with you again. You see, under, under law, or the law, is called um, double jeopardy. How many of us know that? Trying a defendant over an offense again and again and again. You see, when Jesus was tried, you were tried. When Jesus was judged, you were judged. Amen? That means the old you, the old man was judged. You see, the new man is not under judgment. The new man is not in fear of judgment. The new man has been justified. The new man has been justified as though he never did anything wrong. Glory to God. You see, this truth must settle with you. It must settle down in your inner consciousness. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wrap your arms around yourself. Say, God loves me. He's forgiven me. My sins are forgiven. Today, I declare that there's therefore now no condemnation to me. I declare that I'm free from condemnation. I am free from the judgment of sin. Jesus Christ, my perfect substitute, took my place. He was judged in my stead. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. He was bruised for my iniquities. He was crushed for my transgressions. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. I am free. 
I am forgiven. I am redeemed. Glory to God. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. You know, you see, the things that scare other people should make you laugh. You know, there was someone that said, you know, a prophet met her and then said that, you know, she was going to die because of the sins of her great, great, great grandfather. Amen. <laughs> and then she couldn't sleep that night because she didn't know the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? It will make you free. It takes the truth to make you free. Are you listening to me? Well, she mentioned it to a friend who is knowledgeable in the things of God, who understands new creation realities, and she began to laugh. She was just laughing. <laughs> Someone's fear was another person's laughter. Let's all say knowledge. And then she, she, she got more scared. That, ah, you're laughing <laughs> at my predicament. <laughs> my life is about to end. You're laughing? She laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. After a couple of minutes, I think 30 minutes thereabout, she looked at her and said, forget about that, that lie. I didn't hear you. What did you just say? Forget about that lie. It's not going to happen. She was scared. Because she didn't know the truth. She knew her her parents, great-grandparents were evil. And idol worshippers. But she didn't know what Jesus Christ had done. So she was scared. And then the lady said to her, and said, look, did Jesus Christ come? Ah. She said, a false prophet told me that I'm going to die. And you're saying, did Jesus Christ come? How do they correlate? She said, well, do you believe Jesus Christ came into this world? She said, yes. What did he come to do? Did he come for fun fair? Did he come to just show off in the flesh? What did he come to do? She, she responded. She said, he came to die for the sins of the whole world. Now, are you part of the whole world? She said, of course. And then so, she said to her, personalize it. For whom did Jesus die? Reluctantly, she responded, I think for me, (laughs) I think, I think he came to die for me. And then he said, for what did he die of you? She said, for what did he die of you? And then she said, he died for my sins. Now, why would God judge any man? Is it not because of sin? He said, yes. Now, if your sins 
have been forgiven. Because Jesus Christ died for your sins and shed his blood according to the word of God. Why are you still afraid of judgment? So she sat down, she thought about it and meditated on it. And then the teacher, the lady, teacher, went on and expounded the word of God again and again and again. And she saw it. Then they now began to laugh together. <laughs> the laughter became mutual. It became corporate laughter. <laughs> For some people, they are not laughing now. They feel like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you see, when we understand it, we will laugh together. <laughs> Tap your neighbor and say, come on, let's laugh. <laughs> Amen. Redemption. That's what we want to. I just gave you a prelude to what we're about to consider today. Redemption. Shout it out loud. Say redemption. One more time. Say redemption. Now I want to dig into the Greek a little bit just for understanding's sake. And I want to help your understanding by the grace of God to comprehend in a very, very deep way the subject of redemption. The fact of redemption. The reality of redemption. There are basically three Greek words used to connote redemption in the New Testament. And I'm going to reel them out to you. The first one is known as agarazo. Agarazo. A-G-A-R-A-Z-O. Or Z-O. But it is pronounced agarads. Agarazo. What it simply means is to buy at the market. You go to the market and then you buy. That's agarazo. That means you've not taken delivery of what you have paid for or you paid for, but you see, you've bought it anyway. So it means to buy at the market. Agarazo. Amen? The second Greek word is ex agarazo. Ex. Just put ex as a prefix. Ex as a prefix before agarazo. Ex agarazo, it means to buy out of the market. Amen. The first one, agarazo, means to buy at the market. The second one means to buy out of the market. That means you've paid for the good or goods. And now you take delivery of those goods out of the market. Praise the Lord. The third Greek word used for redemption in the Bible is the word lutro. L-U-T-R-O. Lutro. Let's all say lutro. Say it, say it out loud. Say lutro. Lutro simply means to set free. To set free upon receipt or payment of the ransom price. To set free. 
That means your body, you took delivery of it, and you took it out of the reach of the, the seller. That means you've set the good or goods free. That means they are now in your custody. Hallelujah. The seller does not have any right over the goods anymore. Because you've bought the goods by paying for the goods. You've taken delivery of the goods. And now the goods are in your custody. That means they are no longer within the reach of the seller. I'm never going to understand that. So, the first thing you do is to agarazzo, and then you what? Ex agarazzo, and then you finally what? Lutro. Praise God. Now, if you look at those words, they paint a picture in our heart how that by the sin of Adam, we were sold out to slavery. The devil took slavery of our lives took slavery of us spirit soul and body because of the sin of adam and so jesus christ came to redeem us the first thing he did was to what agarazzo us he paid with his precious blood the second thing he did was to ex agarazzo he took delivery of that which he had paid for. And then the third thing Jesus did was to lustro us. That means he took us away from the reach of the one who took us slavery. Hallelujah. Hello, hallelujah. Yeah. Now let's go through scriptures and find out these words. Let's look at how they apply to us. The first one is agarazo. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20. The Bible says, For ye are bought. Mark the word bought. Ye are bought agarazo with a price. That means he paid for us with a price. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> He paid for us with a price. He says, ye are agarazo with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That means Jesus Christ paid for us with a price. The question is this. What's the price? Revelations 5 and verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying... Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou was slain and hast redeemed Agarazo, us to God, by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Amen? So that means it was his blood that was the prize that he paid to take delivery of us, that he paid as a ransom for our souls, for our spirits, for our bodies. Hallelujah. He paid with his price. He paid with his price. Every good you buy at the market or in the market is worth the price tag on it. True or false? 
Every good you buy in the market is worth the price tag on it. That means if I can put the price of that good down to the seller, I take delivery of the good. If it's less than the price, I cannot take delivery of the good. Praise God. We were sold out to Satan because of the sin of Adam. The devil took delivery of us and then he loaded it over us. We were under his dominion and under his kingdom for years. And then God in his mercy came and then paid the right price, the required price for our redemption. And that was the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary. And with that blood, he redeemed us. He hagarazo us. He paid for us at the market. A down payment. Glory to God. Mm. I said, praise the Lord. (laughs) So what does that mean? It means we are worth the value of the blood of Jesus. Now, how precious is that impeccable, spotless, white as snow, without fault, without blemish blood of Jesus? How precious is that blood? Talk to me. Can you measure the preciousness of that blood? Oh, it's priceless. It's invaluable. Hallelujah. You can't measure it. Now that tells us how precious we are to God. You see, your soul is worth much more than the whole world put together. Your soul is worth much more than the whole world, the riches of the whole world put together. Are you listening to me? You are that precious to God. So God could not redeem you with the blood of bulls and of goats. He redeemed you with the blood of his son, Jesus, the anointed one. Lift up your hands and thank him. Give him praise. Amen. Praise God. And I want you to understand the legitimacy of redemption. Now, if I bought some goods from you, all right, by the right exchange of the required price for those goods and I take delivery of them alright can you come again and say I want my goods back there is no mind there anymore alright as it relates to the seller the mind there relates to the buyer because he's paid for it are you listening to me you see many of us we just you know just slack out and just dumb up for the devil to come and harass us Do you know the devil has no right over you as much as the seller of your tie that you're wearing right now has no right over that tie because you paid for it. The seller can come and say, where's my tie? Your tie? You can punch him. And I have every reason to do it under God. (laughs) Can someone say amen to that? Because it's yours. You paid for it. Lift up your two hands. Say, I believe believe Jesus, Jesus, the anointed one, one, paid for for 
my redemption. Therefore, I make bold to say that the devil demons sin poverty lack sicknesses and diseases have no right anymore over me. You believe that? Shout hallelujah. You see, it's so simple that you have to just settle down and believe it and receive it as yours. Amen? Say, I'm free. Say it again. Say, I'm free. Say it again. Say, I'm free. Now let's look at X. Agarazzo. Amen. Galatians 3 and verse 13. Galatians 3 and verse 13. It says, Christ has ex agarazzoed us from the curse of the law. You see the word ex agarazzo there. Alright? That means he what? He bought us from the market. You see, get this thing. <laughs> you know some people still believe that they are still in the market of the curse of the law so they have to be trade, um, um, trading in the curses of the law amen they have to bargain and say oh devil don't oppress me too much just a little just a little alright and they are still negotiating oh amen you see, mm-hmm. <laughs> Christ has ex agarazzled us from the curse of the law. He bought us from that market. Glory to God. He bought us away from that market. Hallelujah. He bought us from that market. We are no longer there. You see, where the curse of the law operates in the flesh, where the curse of the law operates under the law, where the curse of the law operate of the law operates in the world, we are no longer there. You believe that? Say, say, I believe it. Say it with some conviction. Say, I believe it. Christ has redeemed us. Acts a garrison house from the curse of the law being made a curse for us what is written causes whoever hangs on the tree that the blessing of abraham may come upon the gentiles you see right now we are in the market of the blessing can someone say amen to that so we trade in the blessing we trade in the blessing are you listening to me yeah we trade in the blessing no more in the curse of the law Believe this truth. This is God's word. Don't believe that lie out there. The word of God is not just a statement. The word of God is not just an idea. The word of God is not a concept. Jesus is the living word. Are you listening to me? Everything that is not of him, in him, and for him, and through him, about him, is not the word.
For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was God with God in the beginning. All things were made by him. There was nothing made that was made without him. And the Bible says, and the word became flesh. You see, the word of God became flesh. Jesus is the living word. You see, anything that does not glorify him, glorify what he's done for you. Anything that does not showcase Jesus and his finished works on the cross of Calvary, it's not the word of God. Wrap it up in a bundle of mess and mess it up. Are you listening to me? That thing that the devil is selling to the body of Christ belongs to no other place other than the trash can. Are you listening to me? Don't believe that lie anymore. You are free. Shout it out loud. Say, I'm a free man. Come on, shout it out loud. Say, I'm a free man. It was for freedom that he set me free. I'm a free man. Come on, shout it that way. I'm a free man. Stress that freedom. Say, I'm a free man. That's why we owe it all to Jesus. We owe it all to Jesus. We owe it all to Jesus. Your time owes it to you. Your shirt owes it to you. Your pair of trousers, they owe it to you. Are you listening to me? We owe it to Jesus. Everything. He bought us. <laughs> Man, he bought us. If you sniff any form of oppression around you, the seller is coming again and say, I want to lay claim on this product. I want to lay claim on this good or goods. Amen. <laughs> you can lift up your head in the legitimacy of redemption. You can lift up your head in the justice of redemption. And say, in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. You can't touch my body anymore. You foul spirit from the pit of hell. I've been paid for. <laughs> Come on, shout, Amen. I love it. Galatians 4 and verse 1. Galatians 4 and verse 1. We're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 5. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differed not from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. The Bible says, even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, listen, please look up. You have to get this because a lot of people in a bit to bring out a deep revelation, they have thrown away the vital ingredient of this scripture. Amen? I want you to just look at it and get it. Now, let's read it together. Please go back to verse, verse 1. <laughs> We're going to read up to verse 5. Amen? Thank God we can all read. Glory to God. 
One, two, three, let's go. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the promise, I mean the adoption of sons. Amen? Now look up. You see, when we were children, he was using a physical example to depict a spiritual truth. Amen. Then, in that era, children were taken to mentors to mentor them. They called them tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. That means until they come to years. So much that they would go through a lot of training and discipline to know how to carry themselves, to know the value of things, people, life, and what have you. And then, when they are come to years, they come back to their father's house. And then, that very son can now take delivery of the inheritance or inheritances of his or father, as the, of his father, rather, as the case may be. So that means... Paul the Apostle was using this analogy that once upon a time we were under the law as though children. Hello? But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son Jesus Christ. That means when the time was ripe for God to set us free from the bondage of the law, from the bondage of sin and corruption, from the bondage of sicknesses and diseases, from the bondage of the oppression of the wicked one, he sent for his son, who was born under the law, and then he redeemed us from under the law into the inheritance of liberty of the sons of God. Amen? So he used that analogy to depict what transpired. When we were redeemed from the law and then released into the glorious liberty of the sons of God, Jesus did that for us. Jesus paid that full price. Amen? He redeemed us. The word redeemed there is ex agarazo. Let's all say ex agarazo. One more time. Say ex agarazo. Good. That means he bought us out of the market of the law. Oh, glory to God. Now, don't forget Galatians 3.13 says, he bought us out of the market of the curse of the law. Right? Now, here it's showing us again that he bought us out of the law, from under the law. Amen? Say with your mouth, I'm no longer under the law. So they can say, I'm no longer under the law. Now, when you talk about the law here, you're talking about the Ten Commandments. The law of Moses. Amen. The Ten Commandments written on the tablets 
a stone. We were redeemed, but say but. Say it again, say but. You see, we were bought from that market. The strength of sin is the law. The sting of death is sin. So you see, that which connects us to sin, or connected us to sin, we were redeemed from, so that we would no longer be under sin. Romans 6 and verse 14. It says, sin shall no longer have what? Dominion over us. Why? For we are no longer under the law, but under, let's say grace. Say it again. Say grace. Grace. One more time. Say grace. Grace. Now we are under grace, no longer under the law. The law brought the knowledge of sin. We were compelled to do evil because of the weakness of the flesh. But right now, we are no longer under the law, but under grace. That means we are under the enabling power of God, compelling us to do right, overcoming the weakness of the flesh. Oh, glory to God. I said, glory to God. Ex Agarazzo. I love that. Let's look at the third one. Lutro. Amen. Let's all say Lutro. One more time. Say Lutro. Good. This Lutro means, what does it mean? Who can remind us? Set free. Let's all say set free. Upon the purchase or payment of the ransom price, we were set free. That means he agarazzoed us, he ex agarazzoed us, and then he lutrod us. Glory to God. That means in Christ, we have lutro. We have been set free. Ephesians 1 and verse 17. Ephesians 1 and verse 17. Ephesians 1 7. I beg your pardon. 1 and verse 7. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3. Let's go. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. That means in Christ Jesus we have lutro. In some other places they use lutrosis. Amen. But you see, it's still from the root word lutro. They mean the same thing. Praise God. <laughs> oh, it's lutro. L-U-T-R-O. Amen. It's not lutron from Voltron. Glory to God. (laughs) I think that guy has viewed cartoon again and again and again. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) Romans chapter 3 and verse 24. 
being justified freely by his grace through the redemption apolutrosis is same thing lutro lutrosis apolutrosis from the same root word lutro amen that is in christ jesus that means in look up please look up please in christ jesus the enemy has no right under god to touch you understand this don't concede any right to him tap your neighbor say do not concede any right to the devil Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Amen. Do not concede any right to the wicked one. In other words, don't let him touch you. Don't let him touch you with all that is God. Don't let him touch you. You have been bought with a price. Amen. You believe that? Say, I believe it. One more time, say, I believe it. Say it again, say, I believe it. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Wow, this is so awesome. First Corinthians 1 and verse 30. The Bible says, God has made Jesus Christ unto us redemption. Let's all say Redemption. Say it again, say redemption. Apolutrosis. That means Jesus Christ has been made to us freedom. Anytime you remember him, freedom comes to mind. Oh, glory to God. (laughs) We are beneficiaries of freedom. He's the benefactor. He paid for us. He set us free. He set us free from... Let's begin to count. He set us free from... Talk to me. He set us free from... He set us free from... Filling the gaps. He set us free from... He set us free from 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 Somebody's not talking in here. I said fill in the gaps. We're gonna mark this script after this. This is He set us free from he set you free from he set me free from Jesus is our apolutrosis he's our redemption amen <laughs> amen Okay, we'll come to that very soon. Praise God. <laughs> Let's do justice to these very quickly. Colossians 
Colossians 1 and verse 13. Church, this is church. Amen. Let's read it together. One, two, three, let's go. Christ. now we don't have to wait for it to happen we don't have to make it happen it has happened and it's our reality amen who have already delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son amen verse 14 oh Look at it. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even we have redemption. We have redemption. Say with your mouth, I've got redemption. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, this is church. And may I announce to you that this truth is spreading like wildfire. Amen. It's going to eat into the fabrics of the body of Christ. And all those lies will give way to this truth. But there's nothing that can be done against the truth but for the truth. Amen. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Come on, preach it. Come on, preach it. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this is what we believe. This is what we believe. We believe that Jesus Christ has brought for us redemption. In him we have it. In him we have it. In him we have it. Stand to your feet. Just say, in Christ I have redemption. Come on, say it one more time. 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 
Glory to God. See, we have been redeemed from the power of the devil to hurt us. Notice the Bible says, Who hath who hath who hath who hath who hath from what from what that means darkness is got no power over you anymore When the enemy comes and says, let us oppress him, you say, no more. I am free. Jesus set me free. For freedom, he set me free. Colossians 2 and verse 15. redemption embolden you let it embolden you let it embolden you the devil can't harass you anymore let it embolden you you tell the devil what to do these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils Lord, I give unto you power to tread upon snakes and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy. And nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
nothing amen be bold to cast out devils be bold to tell the devil what to do let the justice of redemption embolden you glory to God glory to God oh hallelujah Isaiah 53 and verse 4 and 5 verses 4 and 5 amen come on let's read come on surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes with his stripes <laughs> redeemed from sicknesses and diseases glory to god hallelujah glory to god hallelujah amen i said amen first peter 2 24 first peter 2 24 who is unserved by our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed by the stripes of jesus you were healed i was healed you were healed Matthew 8 17 Matthew 8 17 1 2 3 let's read come on that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bears Jesus took them Jesus took our sicknesses he carried them away hallelujah come on rejoice Corinthians 8 and verse 9. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. 1, 2, 3, let's go. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty. I am rich. business remember that poverty has no power over you so do whatever you do with understanding that you are blessed I am 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 blessed 
Understanding set refuse to allow any thoughts that is contrary to this understanding. Refuse it, do not let it come near you, do not say anything contrary to this truth, do not allow any imagination. Amen. You see, if you came here with any form of sickness in your body, right now you have every right under God to say, Get out. Get out. Amen. Why? Because Christ has redeemed you from that sickness. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You're made whole. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I want you to do something. I want you to tell at least 20 people all around you. Listen, listen. Get this. Tell at least 20 people. Tell them the price has been paid and I am free. I am free. master his name is Jesus sin is no longer your master the devil is no longer your master poverty is no longer your master amen now listen listen to this I want you to tell at least five people I have the final say over money come on
this. Amen. I wanted to tell at least 10 people I have authority over sicknesses and diseases. Jesus, give me authority. Hallelujah to his name. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagul Badger Teaching Ministries on just 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80601-0093. Stay blessed.